Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Two Weird Hungry Girls podcast. I'm Phoebe, and thanks for tuning in. This episode is another in the series of the Philly Farm and Food Festival on the Road Recordings. We spoke with Amanda Pfeiffer, who is the author of Ferment Your Vegetables. She did a demo and demystified some fears that people have about fermenting. Carrie Keplinger of the Gluten-Free Hack joined me for this episode, and I hope you enjoy it because we talked all about fermenting your vegetables. Be sure to tune into the other Philly Farm Fest episodes, but enjoy this one. So we're here at the Philadelphia Farm Fest. Yes, we are. And this is Phoebe. And this is Carrie. And we have the same voices. You don't know it over the mics, but we sound a lot alike. Do we really? Yes. Oh. <laughs> anyway, Great. we're here with Amanda. Amanda Piper. And you just did like a presentation, and the presentation was about fermenting. And your book is a new book. Yes, my book is Ferment Your Vegetables, and my presentation was also called Ferment Your Vegetables, very creatively. It wasn't like a very long demonstration, but you gave a lot of really good information. So what kind of advice do you give to people who really want to learn to ferment, but they're scared to ferment? Um, I would tell anybody who's scared to ferment that they should not be scared to ferment. And not because I am a fermentation fanatic, which I am, but because it is legitimately one of the safest ways to prepare food. Um, I interviewed the USDA scientist in charge of, um, he's a microbiologist in charge of food fermentation, and his name is Fred Bright. And he was like, no, it's one of the safest food technologies we have, period. Like, there are no foodborne illness cases related to vegetable fermentation that were aware of. Botulism doesn't grow in fermented vegetables. People confuse it with things like canning, which is the opposite process. Um, And canning is all about sterilization and killing off all bacteria, bad and good. Fermentation is about cultivating the right bacteria so that the bad bacteria can't survive. How do you know that the vegetables are really working for you and have the good bacteria? Like, do people are people afraid like this might be the tom- like the tomato or this might be the carrot that kills me? Um, yeah. So the the thing is, it's from the soil. All the bacteria come from the soil, and the, there are relatively stable populations of microbes in the soil around the world. So in Japan, you're gonna have mostly the same soil bacteria that we have here, even though it's really really far away. Um, and at the very at least you will have the bacteria necessary for vegetable fermentation. Um, whether or not there are bad bacteria in there, there are. Um, C. botulinum, the uh, bacterium that's responsible for making botulism, lives in the soil as well. So anything you're eating has that on it. Um, but the thing is, if it can make its spores, and it can't in fermented vegetables, it's impossible. The pH is too low. Is there a particular vegetable? So people should, first of all, get over the fear of fermenting being something that's harmful. Is there a particular vegetable that people should start with? Uh, Yes, I have a very clear preference on this, which people may or may not agree with, but radishes. Um, I think especially some, like, really beautiful heirloom radishes, like watermelon radishes, but even um, those little pink cherry bell radishes, those make wonderful ferments. Um, They have the very signature fermented flavor. The texture is kind of just perfect for a ferment, so just, like, cut up some slices of those, throw them in a jar, add some salt brine, weight them down, weight the vegetables down under the brine, and in a couple weeks you'll have radish pickles. That sounds so easy. It's extremely easy, I promise. (laughs) So I have a technical question actually. Sure. Um, So 
you said that these good bacteria that you need for fermentation are in the soil. Yes. Um, so should you wash the soil off your vegetables before you put them in the jar to ferment them? That is a very good question. Yes, you should still wash your vegetables. Don't use one of those crazy vegetable rinses or anything like that. Just washing them under the faucet is fine. Um, they get on the skin of the vegetable while they're in the soil. So they're okay. on the skin. Even though they come from the soil, they actually are on the skin of the vegetable. So that's okay. why you don't want to peel your vegetables, but that's also means it's totally fine to wash the soil off. I mean, I don't personally like eating dirt on purpose. So You don't like fermented dirt, really? <laughs> yeah. no. I guess I don't either. It's not, not, I like the vegetable part of that, not so much the soil part. So you do a lot of blogging. How can people find you? My blog is pickle, P-H-I-C-K-L-E dot com. And your book is titled, one more time? Ferment Your Vegetables. Find that uh, all the places, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, locally at Fonte's, and Philly Homebrew Outlet. So I think that's something we definitely have to check out. Oh, yeah. No, I just bought the book, actually. So you're good. Five minutes ago. So I'm really excited. I'm going to go home and pickle all the things. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, And the recipes are kind of, are there any, can you sweet ferment? Can you sweet ferment? Is that the question? So... Not really. Um, If you're talking about something like sweet and sour pickles, generally those will be canned pickles because any sugar that you add to a vegetable ferment, the microbes are going to eat it. Sugar is their food. So what they're normally feasting on are the natural sugars that are present in all vegetables. But if you add sugar, they're going to go eat that too. Um, And then they're just going to make it sour. And also sometimes it gets your brine a little gross. I've done some experimentation with adding sugar and... um, it's uh, it's not a way to make a sweet end product. It's a way to do some other things that people like to do, um, but it's not a way to get a sweet pickle. If you want a sweet pickle, ferment it as you normally would, and then add some stevia at the end because stevia is not really sugar, so the vegetable the microbes don't recognize it as food and they don't eat it. Oh, that's really interesting. You'll have to I try know. that, Carrie, and let me know. Yeah, I know. I'll just, I have some stevia at home. I'll sprinkle it on some beets and send them over to you after I ferment them. Okay, good. I'll try that. Okay. So, Amanda, thank you so much yeah, for thank your time. You. I really appreciate it. And um, definitely check out the website and the book. You can find it everywhere. That's true. Yeah, okay. thank you so much for interviewing me. Okay, thank you. Take care. Well, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Two Weird Hungry Girls on the Road. I hope you enjoyed the introduction to some of our local food producers and food hosts. Please do me a favor. If you like what you heard, leave us a review in iTunes or whatever app you use to listen to the show. We'd really appreciate it. We'd love to hear what you love, what you'd love to hear more of, um, and your honest feedback. So please do that. And thanks again for tuning in. Bye.